The business of learning is changing. Learn how to prepare your organization and work with your team to thrive as the demand for learning and development continues to rise. Tune in every week to hear from your host, Casper Spilo, and a range of experts and decision makers as we tackle what this means for L&D professionals, their employees, and business leaders. Now here's your host, Casper Spiro. Hello, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. And uh, in this podcast, we have been talking about my favorite topic, employee-generated learning, a lot. And today I have a special guest, uh, Yoni Tonin. So welcome, Yoni. So um, Yoni you. is uh, <laughs> one of my colleagues. She is, uh, well, basically, maybe you can do your own introduction, Yoni. Yeah, okay. So yeah, my, na- my name is uh, Yoni. I am the Chief Customer Officer here with Easy Generator. Um, for about uh, four years now, I've had uh, the privilege to work with uh, most of our clients that are successfully rolling out employee-generated learning across their businesses. And that is exactly the topic uh, that we're going to discuss today. So what are the steps you have to take in order to uh, implement something like employee-generated learning in a successful way? And uh, maybe we touch on a couple of uh, examples as well. So that's uh, the goal for today. And I know there is like a a six-step program that you follow by default. So uh, let's start with step one, and that is uh, called success plan. So can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, so um, uh, perhaps to provide some context, uh, rolling out employee-generated learning might seem a bit uh, daunting at the start, right? But uh, based on all the experiences that we had with uh, rolling it out with all these clients, we were actually able to consolidate it to six uh, easy steps. And the first one is to plan uh, for success. Uh, What we typically recommend uh, people doing when they are at the start of uh, rolling out employee-generated learning is to actually run a pilot. Um, So essentially run a pilot with a specific group of people within uh, the company to see um, what kind of value employee-generated learning can bring to them. Um, And at the start of that uh, pilot, you basically create a success plan together with your customer success manager at Easy Generator. And you describe, okay, what is the situation that we are in at the moment? You talk about the objectives that you have for that pilot, but you also talk about what kind of obstacles do you expect to be encountering and uh, how are you planning to measure success for the pilot? Okay. And all that comes in that success plan. Yeah, correct. Um, And the benefit of having that all in one place is that you can make sure that all your key stakeholders internally are aligned to as to, okay, what are we hoping to achieve together during this pilot? So it's not something you have to do by yourself. You are guided to that process. Correct. So you do this together with your customer success manager that, of course, has also filled out that um, that plan with many other customers. So we also have a lot of um, in- insights and best practices to share on um, yeah, what type of uh, data others included in those success plans. Yeah, so by the end of step one, I have a completed success plan. So I know what I want to achieve and how I'm going to go about that. So what's then the second step? Yeah, so the second uh, second step is to actually think about your messaging. Um, 
when uh, you go over the success plan together with your customer success manager, you'll find out that there's different stakeholders uh, that you have to take into account when it comes to rolling out employee-generated learning. So you probably have, of course, uh, the subject matter experts in the business, right, that you want to mobilize yep. to create content. But you probably also have other people in the business, such as team leads or regional L&D teams that you want to loop in and mobilize to make sure that they support uh, this change. Um, so it's essentially a change management process, right? So it's important that you get your messaging uh, right so that in case uh, any of these stakeholder groups um, provide pushback, um, that you have the right uh, messaging available to mobilize them for change. Uh, so and, and, and with messaging, yeah. is it then that you sort of create like a, a default email to inform people or is it more than that? Yeah, it's more than that. Um, so I mentioned that um, uh, rolling out employee-generated learning is often uh, compared to a change uh, management process. So there's many best practices in change management that you can actually apply to rolling out employee-generated learning. Um, one of the best practices that we took from change management that we love is the uh, head heart habits model. And we basically use this uh, model to um, uh, define the appropriate messaging per stakeholder group together with you. Um, and once you have that message, you can indeed use that in all your communication. So um, you can uh, think about uh, sending out an initial introduction email to subject matter experts and include that messaging that you defined. It could also be that you post an article in a newsletter that you have, or you have a spot on your SharePoint where you want to post a message on Easy Generator. And with all of these outreaches, you take that messaging in mind. Ah, okay, and uh, and that means that uh, had then you try to uh, to to uh, connect to the logic. Uh, Correct. And then with the, the heart, you will try to connect to the emotions. And with the habit, it is about knowledge, I assume. Correct? Yeah, with habits, it's about how can you equip people to actually apply this in their day-to-day, -day, right? And uh, these three elements are all really important when you want to mobilize behavior change with your stakeholder groups. Oh, okay. And uh, anything else about that messaging? Is it just the creation of that managing, messaging that is step two, or is there more to it? Uh, in step two, we are really focused on the creation uh, of that messaging. And then when we go to the following steps, we also have some tips as to, yeah, how can you spread uh, that message to the different uh, stakeholders? Okay, spread the words. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then we go to step three. Yeah. Step three is then to, um, yeah, to dive into some tips as to how you can actually engage your subject matter experts. So your end users, right? These are the people that uh, are supposed to create uh, content. Um, and here, what's interesting is that you might think, hey, should we not in step three think about including the regional L&D uh, leads or the team leads, should we not do that first before we jump to the end users? Uh, but we've actually seen that it's um, uh, more practical to start by creating at least a small group of subject matter experts to work in the tool already uh, in parallel to reaching out to those um, L&D leads because uh, when you get uh, end users to create an easy generator, you start to build success stories and you can use those again to uh, convey um, yeah, your message uh, to some of the other stakeholder groups. So it's Im important to immediately get started with the uh, end users and to get at least a small group started. So it also sounds as it's a bit like a promotion campaign. You sort of have to convince people of the benefits of employee-generated learning so that they will actually start looking into it and activate it. Is that correct? 
Yeah, because when you start to roll this out, it might sound like a really great idea to you because you uh, potentially have a plan to save, you know, thousands of euros on not going to external vendors anymore, or you have the plan to uh, decrease the backlog of training needs that you have in your L&D team to make sure that um, yeah, your your colleagues can actually focus on the more strategic uh, projects. Uh, but to a subject matter expert in the business that is really busy with their day-to-day, -day, uh, it might not uh, uh, sound immediately like a very interesting plan, right? So you have to first think about... Yeah, they don't um, have anything with your backlog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't mind that's your problem. So you first have to think of a way of making it their problem, right? And that is what you do in uh, your messaging. And um, it... Um, Definitely subject matter experts experience uh, problems with the fact that there's a backlog with L&D because, of course, they don't see their training needs or learning needs attended to. Uh, but you have to think about how you yeah, right. uh, bring that message across to make that apparent. Yeah, and to, that's clear. Yeah. And you were talking about engaging the end users. Are there sort, is sort of the program there, things you have to do or things you shouldn't do? Um, yeah, so we have uh, five uh, steps there. So the first one is to, well, five tips, I should say. Uh, so the first one is to create a landing page about Easy Generator so that end users can find all the information in one place. Uh, this is important because you have word of mouth at some point and you want to have a clear central spot where people can find all there is to know about uh, Easy Generator easily. So just a place on your intranet, basically. Yeah, place on your okay. intranet, for example, but could also be your learning management system. It depends a bit on what is the best spot for, um, yeah, in your in your company. Okay. Um, we'd always recommend to send out a launch email to end users. That there's always a few people that you have already identified when you were had considering moving in this direction. So to mobilize them uh, directly is a very important uh, point. Um, we also have a great template uh, on how, uh, yeah, a great uh, template on how you can construct a launch email like that, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, you can think of announcing Easy Generator in your newsletters, recurring meetings, uh, but also creating a community is something that a lot of our clients do successfully, uh, and they typically do this in the um, uh, in the program that they were using already. So that could be Facebook, uh, Facebook at Work, Yammer, Slack, Microsoft Teams, uh, dependent on what you have. But that's a really great place to start building that community to keep people uh, engaged. Um, and Easy Generator also provides community content uh, for that. Um, and then the fifth, uh, the fifth tip that we have, and this is a, a really important one, is to set up a recurring training program with uh, your customer success manager. Um, so we have an onboarding team here that makes sure that uh, all the authors that want to get started, all the subject matter experts that want to get started with Easy Generator can actually join in on a training session, a live one where we create the momentum for the group. We answer any questions they might have, but there's also a lot of e-learnings available on how they can use Easy Generator and our various functionality. Um, and we don't do this only from a functional part, but also from a didactic part. So we also share best practices on how to create good content. So those are the five ways of uh, engaging okay. end users. Thank you. So after this step, I have engaged end users. So what's next? Yeah, so um, once you have done that, and I would say actually in, in, in parallel, right, um, you uh, will also start to engage more conduits. And conduits is perhaps not a term that is familiar um, 
um, yeah, that not everyone is familiar with. Um, so conduits are basically the vehicles, kind of the eyes, uh, the eyes in the business, the eyes and ears in the business that will help you identify more uh, subject matter experts as you continue to scale this approach. Uh, so it's important to start to engage these people. You can think. And of, are those typically yeah. L&D people or just more like managers from the business? Um, so what we see is that um, when we work with companies that have a relatively um, um, strong L&D uh, presence across the business, so you can think of large companies that have regional L&D teams in place, that they typically appoint these regional L&D teams to, to, to take on this role. Um, and when there is not such a strong L&D pre uh, presence, you typically here look at the heads of the several departments or business units. Um, and it's really important to get them on board to just, well, in the first place, to just create awareness so that they understand that a tool like Easy Generator is available. Um, and we typically do this um, through live sessions that we organize together with our clients. Um, yeah. So that's also a facilitated uh, thing. And uh, so, uh, so it, and basically just like a sort of a webinar where you give them a training explanation on uh, what, uh, what, is, what are the options and um, maybe where you can sort of address uh, potential uh, uh, concerns they have. Yeah, exactly. And we also very often see that our clients like to play a very active role in these uh, webinars too, uh, because they typically have uh, an idea around what is Easy Generator's sweet spot in their organization and what is important for them to, um, yeah, to achieve, right, with Easy Generator. So we typically see that this is really a combination between, yeah, the, CS uh, the CSM team of Easy Generator presenting, but also um, the, uh, yeah, the drivers of the initiative of the company itself. Yeah. And for those who do not know, CSM it stands for Customer Success Management. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for us, that's, that's like daily cost, but I don't know if everybody uses that term always. Okay. Is that all about uh, what there is to tell about step four for now? Um, in step four, it's also important that you engage uh, your approvers. And approvers here, we're talking about the important stakeholders that you need to have um, uh, buy-in from after this pilot, right? Let's imagine that, um, that you run a very successful pilot. You are measuring the success that you were hoping to measure. Um, now, who do you need to speak with in your organization in order to get approval or whose buy-in do you need to have in order to actually scale employee-generated learning further after the pilot? Um, so it's imp important to take a moment and to think about who are these people in my organize organization. Uh, and this would now then be a good moment to engage them into the business review meetings that you have with your customer success manager okay. where you go over... Yeah, what, what are the milestones that have been achieved so far and to start getting their opinion uh, on it. Okay, and that means that after that you're ready for step five and I believe that is the governance step, setting that up. Yeah, correct. Um, so step five is about setting up your governance uh, framework. And you basically do this to help you ensure that uh, yeah, courses reach the right audiences, quality checks are done effectively uh, when they are needed. Um, and yeah, a knowledge sharing culture is, uh, is enhanced. Okay. And um, there is a difference because uh, you can do a check on the content. Is the content correct and, you, and, and actual? And you can also do a check on is it didactical correct? Is the course built correctly? Is it both are part of that quality check? 
Yeah, typically what we see when it comes to checking the relevance of the topic and, and actually the content of the course, uh, that those type of checks are done by peers, right? Because uh, often L&D teams do not have that uh, knowledge in-house yeah, to actually do sense. those checks. Um, so typically there's a pre, uh, peer review process set up for that. And that's also something that we support within Easy Generator. So we do have a peer review functionality built in. Um, when it comes to those didactic checks, uh, it varies from company to company how hands-on they are. So some L&D teams created a nice checklist uh, that they send out to an author whenever they want to publish a course. So they let uh, the author actually go over the checklist where they, for example, have to say, yes, I did use learning objectives and yes, I did alternate between questions and uh, content. Uh, and some uh, L&D teams choose to be more hands-on and actually review the content, for example. So that's really like a custom defined tailor-made work uh, depending on their needs. Yeah, and that uh, varies from one, one company to another, but within the company itself, it often also varies because uh, companies typically define that, okay, when a topic, for example, will only go out to an audience of less than a thousand people, we don't deem this uh, didactic check necessary. We trust mm -hmm. uh, the subject matter expert, but when it goes out to an audience larger than 10,000 people, we do want to do this check. So dependent on yeah the topic and the, the reach, they will decide what the appropriate process is. Okay, and you put all that in the plan so you have clarity with a certain type of course, this is the process to follow for governance. Okay, that's clear. Yeah. Then we get to the last point, step six, and that is? Uh, step, uh, step six is uh, all about measuring and celebrating uh, success, of course, so the last uh, step. Um, so here we've got a few uh, different um, uh, pointers to go off of. So uh, we talk about how it is important to talk to the authors, of course, the people that were part of this, uh, this pilot and to gain their insights. Uh, you can, of course, look at some uh, usage and satisfaction data that you can gather. And then lastly, of course, looking at uh, some of the costs that you were, uh, that you were able to save throughout uh, the pilot. Yeah, because this is uh, to, 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 to maybe stress that extra. So this is a pilot. So usually people do like a six-month pilot easy generator. And then you follow this process. At the end of those six months, you evaluate to see where are you and is it something you want to continue doing or not. That's the correct context? Yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. And um, so uh, the, 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 the also mentioning of, of, of hidden gems. So... What can I, th so I, I, I understand the other thing, but hidden gems, what would that be about? Yeah, hidden gems, uh, we talk about that because what we typically see is that when um, you see your end user group organically grow, uh, typically by word of mouth, right? Because people talk to each other or uh, people have gone over an easy generator course from a learner perspective and realize that they actually also have information that they want to uh, share, information, knowledge, uh, I should better say. Um, so hidden gems are those uh, courses that surface, uh, that come to surface that you as an L&D team did not even think of that there was a need uh, for that. Um, ah, yeah. okay. So unexpected findings. Okay, yeah. cool. And then basically, based on the, these four points, uh, you celebrate the success, which is a part I always like a lot. And then uh, you decide whether or not to continue uh, with the pilot. Okay. Uh, anything extra to wrap this up uh, or is this just about it? 
No, I think um, perhaps one uh, one last uh, thing to add here, something that we always love to do uh, here at the, at the customer success team is that we love to connect our clients to other clients that are, for example, mm. a year ahead of them. Uh, and that is what we typically also get uh, great feedback on, that we have a great community of L&D leaders uh, that have that are all in different stages of uh, the employee-generated learning journey and that connecting them together is one of the things that they get most value uh, out of. Ah, that that's, uh, sounds like a really great thing. So I have to say that although I, I, I knew the, the steps and I knew that you're doing great work, I'm, I'm quite impressed with the whole uh, package that we actually uh, can deliver uh, to customers and how much support they get uh, making this success. So really great. So for me, it was really insightful. And I assume also for, for the audience. So thank you, Yoni. So that uh, concludes this episode. So Yoni, thank you very much uh, for your contribution. I really liked it. And uh, uh, to all the audience, uh, I hope you tune in next week. This podcast is brought to you by Easy Generator, an easy to use authoring tool for subject matter experts. At Easy Generator, we want to empower employees in the business to capture and share their knowledge. How do we do it? By designing an intuitive and simple platform that anyone can use to create learning content for their organizations. To learn more, visit us at easygenerator.com.